Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, <clears throat> right here in the live studios in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. We hope you're all well and safe and, and happy and engaged in blissful devotional service and especially happy to have you uh, to be able to read Srila Prabhupada's books too. It's just getting better and better. It's more ecstatic every day. The reflections are out of this world. Srila Sanatana Goswami compiled the Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram with the idea to offer 108 obeisances to Krishna Lila in Vrindavan. And when he got to the 107th obeisance, he compiled this Stotram, glorifying the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the source for us of Krishna's Vrindavan Lila. And it goes like this. Sarva Shastab Nipiyusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabhu Kali Dwandoditaditya Sri Krishna Parivartita O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Sri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who were supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manistadakamad Bhagya my only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu sadhuta dayin atini chochata kada hanamun jagadachin mam premna ritgata yogspura O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So we've reached the 10th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, excuse me. We've, we've reached the 10th mm, chapter of the 2nd canto 
of Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the last chapter in this canto. Mm. So, Sugadeva Goswami is again taking up the answering uh, to uh, the questions of Maharaj Preekshit. And we are on text 8. Beginning with text 8. The individual person possessing different instruments of senses is called the adhyatmic person. And the individual controlling deity of the senses is called adhidaivik. The embodiment seen on the eyeballs is called the adhibautic person. Purport. The supreme controlling summum bonum is the personality of Godhead in his plenary portion of Paramatma, or the super soul manifestation. In the Bhagavad Gita, 10.42, it is said, Atava bahunaitena kim gyatena tvarjana vishtabhyahamidam kritsnam ekangsena sthito jagat. All the controlling deities like Vishnu, Brahma and Shiva are different manifestations of the Paramatma feature of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, who exhibits himself in such manners by entering into each and every universe generated from him. But still, apparently, there are divisions of the controller and controlled. For example, in the food controlling department, the controller of food is a person made of the same ingredients as the person who is controlled. Similarly, each and every individual in the material world is controlled by the higher demigods. For example, we have our senses, but the senses are controlled by superior controlling deities. We cannot see without light, and the supreme controller of light is the sun. The sun god is in the sun planet, and we, the individual human beings, or any other being on this planet, are all controlled by the sun god, as far as our eyes are concerned. Similarly, all the senses we, similarly, all the senses we have are controlled by, by the superior demigods, who are, as, who are also as much living entities as we are. But one is empowered, while the other is controlled. The controlled living entity is called the adhyatmic person and the controller is called the adhidaivic person. All these positions in the material world are due to different fruitive activities. Any individual living being can become the sun god or even Brahma or any other god in the upper planetary system by a higher grade of pious work and similarly one becomes controlled by the higher demigods by lower grades of fruitive activities. So every individual living entity is subject to the supreme control of the Paramatma who puts everyone in different positions of, of the controller and the controlled. That which distinguishes the controller and controlled 
that is, the material body, is called the Adibhotak Purusha. The body is sometimes called Purusha, as confirmed in the Vedas in the following hymn, Sava Esha Pudushona Rasamaya. This body is called the Anarasa embodiment. This body depends on food. The living entity which is embodied does not eat anything. However, the living entity which is embodied does not eat, eat anything, however, because the owner is spirit in essence. The material body requires replacement of matter because of the wearing and tearing of the mechanical body. Therefore, the distinction between the individual living entity and controlling planetary deities is in the Anurasamaya body. The sun may have a gigantic body and the man may have a, similar, have a smaller body, but all these visible bodies are made of matter. Nonetheless, the sun god and the individual person who are related as the controller and the controlled are equivalent spiritual parts and parcels of the Supreme Being. And it is the Supreme Being who places different parts and parcels in different positions. And thus, the conclusion is that the Supreme Person is the shelter of all. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 9 All three of the above-mentioned stages of different living entities are interdependent. In the absence of one, another is not understood. But the Supreme Being, as the shelter of the shelter, sees every one of them and is independent of all. Therefore, He is the Supreme Shelter. PURPORT There are innumerable living entities, one dependent on the other in the relationship of the controlled and the controller. But without the medium of perception, no one can know or understand who is the controlled and who is the controller. For example, the sun controls the power of our vision. We can see the sun because the sun has its body and the sunlight is useful only because we have eyes. Without our having eyes, the sunlight is useless and without sunlight, the eyes are useless. Thus they are interdependent. Neither of them is independent. Therefore a natural question arises. Who made them interdependent? The one who has made such a relationship of interdependence must be ultimately completely independent. As stated in the beginning of the Srimad Bhagavatam, the ultimate source of all interdependent objects is the completely independent subject. This ultimate source of all interdependence is the Supreme Truth, or Paramatma, the Super Soul, who is not dependent on anything else. He is Shwashwaya Shwaya, dependent only on Himself, and thus He is the Supreme Shelter of everything. Still, Paramatma and Brahman are subordinate to Bhagavan because Bhagavan is Purushottama, 
or the superperson, the source of both the Supersoul and Brahman. In the Bhagavad Gita 15.18, Lord Krishna says that he is the Purushottama and the source of everything. And thus it is concluded that Sri Krishna is the ultimate source and shelter of all entities, including the Supersoul and the Supreme Brahman. Even accepting that there is no difference between the Supersoul and the individual soul, the individual soul is dependent on the Supersoul for being liberated from the illusion of the material energy. The individual is under the clutches of the illusory energy and therefore, although qualitatively one with the Supersoul, he is under the illusion of identifying himself with matter. And to get out of this illusory conception of factual life, the, li the individual soul has to depend on the Supersoul to be recognized as one with him. In that sense, also, the Supersoul is the supreme shelter, and there is no doubt about it. The individual living entity, the Jiva, is always dependent on the Supersoul, Paramatma, because the individual soul forgets his spiritual identity, whereas the Supersoul, Paramatma, does not forget his transcendental position. In the Bhagavad Gita, these separate positions of the Jivatma and the Paramatma are specifically mentioned in, mentioned. in the fourth chapter. Arjuna, the Jiva soul, is represented as forgetful of his many, many previous births. But the Lord, the Supersoul, is not forgetful. The Lord even remembers when he taught the Bhagavad Gita to the Sun God some billions of years before. The Lord can remember such millions and billions of years as stated in the Bhagavad Gita 7.26 as follows, Bidaham samati tani vartamanani charjuna bhavishyani chabutani mam tubeda nakaschana The Lord in His eternal blissful body of knowledge is fully aware of all that happened in the past, that which is going on in the pre at the present, and also what will happen in the future. But in spite of His being the shelter of both the Paramatma and Brahman, persons with a poor fund of knowledge are unable to understand Him as He is. The propaganda of the identity of cosmic consciousness with the consciousness of the individual living entities is completely misleading because even such a person or individual soul as Arjuna could not remember his past deeds. I'll read that again. The propaganda of the identity of cosmic consciousness with the consciousness of the individual living entities is completely misleading because even such a person or individual soul as Arjuna could not remember his past deeds, although he is always with the Lord. And what can the tiny, ordinary man, falsely claiming to be one with the cosmic consciousness, know about his past, present, and future? Text 10 
After separating the different universes, the gigantic universal form of the Lord, Mahavishnu, which came out of the causal ocean, the place of appearance for the first Purusha avatar, entered into each of the separate universes, desiring to lie on the created transcendental water, Garbhodaka. Purport After analysis of the living entities and the Supreme Lord, Paramatma, the independent source of all of the living beings, Srila Chukadev Goswami is now presenting the prime necessity for devotional service to the Lord, which is the only occupational business of all living entities. The Supreme Lord Sri Krishna and all his plenary portions and extensions of plenary portions are non-different from one another. And thus, the Supreme Independence is in each and every one of them. In order to prove this, Shukadev Goswami, as promised to King Prikshit, describes herein the, ind the in independence of the Purusha Avatar, Personality of Godhead, even in the sphere of the material creation. Such activities, such activities of the Lord are also transcendental, and therefore they are also Leela, or pastimes of the Absolute Lord. Such pastimes of the Lord are very conducive to the hearers for self-realization in the, in the field of devotional service. Some may argue, why not then relish the transcendental Leela of the Lord as exhibited in the land of Mathura and Vrindavan, which are sweeter, sweeter than anything in the world? Srila Vishwanath Chakavaritako replies that the pastimes of the Lord in Vrindavan are meant to be relished by advanced devotees of the Lord. Neophyte devotees will misunderstand such supreme transcendental activities of the Lord and therefore the Lord's pastimes in the material sphere related to creation, maintenance and destruction are verily relishable by the Prakrita Bhaktas or mundane devotees of the Lord. As the yoga system mainly depend, based as the yoga system mainly based on bodily exercises is meant for the person who is too much attached to the bodily conception, conception of existence. Similarly, the Lord's pastimes related to the creation and destruction of the material world are for those who are too materially attached. For such mundane creatures, the functions of the body and the functions of the cosmic world through physical laws in relationship with the Lord are also therefore included in understanding of the lawmaker, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The scientists explain the material functions by so many technological terms of material law, but such blind scientists forget the lawmaker. The Srimad Bhagavatam points out the, the lawmaker. One should not be amazed by the mechanical arrangement of the complicated engine or dynamo, but one should praise the engineer who creates such a wonderful working machine. That is the difference between the, non, the devotee and the non 
devotee. Devotees are always full with praising the Lord. Who who, devotees are always full with praising the Lord who directs the physical laws. In the Bhagavad Gita 9.10, the direction of the Lord upon the living nature is described as follows. Maya Jakshena Prakriti Suyate Sachadacharam Hetunanina Konteya Jagad Viparivartate The material nature, full of physical laws, is one of my different energies. Therefore, it is neither independent nor blind. Because I am transcendentally all-powerful, simply by my glancing over material nature, the physical laws of nature work so wonderfully. The actions and reactions of the physical laws work on that account, and thus the material world is created, maintained, and annihilated again and again. Men with a poor fund of knowledge, however, become astonished by studying the physical laws both within the construction of the individual body and within the cosmic manifestation. And foolishly, they decry the existence of God, taking it for granted that the physical laws are independent without any metaphysical control. The Bhagavad Gita 9.11 replies to this foolishness in the following words, Avajanantimam mudha manushim tanamashritam param bhavamajananto mamabhuta maheshwaram The foolish men, mudhas, do not know the personality of Godhead in his eternal form of bliss and knowledge. The foolish man thinks of the transcendental body of the Lord as something like his own, and therefore he cannot think of the unlimited controlling power of the Lord, who is not visible in the acting of the physical laws. The Lord is, however, the Lord is, however, visible to the naked eyes of people in general when he descends by his own personal potency. Lord Krishna incarnated himself as he is and played very wonderful parts as the Lord Himself. And the Bhagavad Gita concerns such wonderful actions and knowledge. Yet foolish men will not accept Lord Krishna as the Supreme Lord. Generally, they consider the infinitesimal and infinite features of the Lord because they themselves are unable to become either infinitesimal or the infinite. I'll read that again. Bhagavad Gita concerns such wonderful actions and knowledge. Yet foolish men will not accept Lord Krishna as the Supreme Lord. Generally, they consider the infinitesimal and infinite features of the Lord because they themselves are unable to become either the infinitesimal or the infinite. But one should know that the infinite and the infinitesimal sizes of the Lord are not His highest glories. The most wonderful manifestation of the Lord's power 
is exhibited when the infinite Lord becomes visible to our eyes as one of us. Yet his activities are different from those of the finite, finite beings. Lifting a mountain at the age of seven years and marrying 16,000 wives in the prime of his youth are some of the examples of his infinite energy. But the mudhas, after seeing them or hearing about them, decry them as legendary and take the Lord as one of them. They cannot understand that the Lord Sri Krishna, although in the form of a human being, by his own potency, is still the Supreme Lord with full potency as the Supreme Controller. When, however, the mudhas give submissive oral reception to the messages of the Lord in the Srimad Bhagavad Gita or the Srimad Bhagavatam, transmitted through the chain, through the channel of disciplic succession, such mudhas also become devotees of the Lord by the grace of His pure devotees. And for this reason only, in both the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam, the pastimes of the Lord in the material world are delineated for the benefit of those men with a poor fund of knowledge. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Text 11. That Supreme Person is not impersonal and therefore is distinctively a Nara or person. Therefore, the transcendental water created from the Supreme Nara is known as Nara. And because he lies down on that water, he is known as Narayana. Text 12 One should definitely know that all material ingredients, activities, time and modes and the living entities who are meant to enjoy them all, exist by His mercy only. And as soon as He does not care for them, everything becomes non-existent. Purport The living entities are the enjoyers of the material ingredients, time, modes, etc. because they want to lord it over the material nature. The Lord is the supreme enjoyer and the living entities are meant to assist the Lord in His enjoyment and thus participate in the transcendental enjoyment of everyone. The enjoyer and the enjoyed both participate in enjoyment but deluded by the illusory energy the living entities want to become the enjoyer like the Lord although they are not meant for such enjoyment. The jivas, the living entities, are mentioned in the Bhagavad Gita as the Lord's superior nature, or para-prakriti. And so also it is mentioned in the Vishnu Purana. Therefore the living entities are never the purushas, or the factual enjoyers. As such, the spirit of enjoyment by the living entity in the material world is false. In the spiritual world, the living entities are pure in nature and therefore they are associates in the enjoyment of the Supreme Lord. 
In the material world, the spirit of enjoyment of the living entities, by dint of their own actions, karma, gradually fades by the laws of nature, and thus the illusory energy dictates in the ears of the conditioned souls that they should become one with the Lord. This is the last snare of the illusory energy. When the last illusion is also cleared off by the mercy of the Lord, the living entity becomes reinstated in his original position and thus becomes actually liberated. For this attainment of liberation from the material clutches, the Lord creates the material world, maintains it for some time, 1,000 years of his measurement, as stated in, in the previous verse, and then again annihilates it by his will. The living entities are therefore completely dependent on the mercy of the Lord, and all their so-called enjoyments by scientific improvement are crushed into dust when the Lord desires. Text 13 The Lord, while lying on the bed of mystic on his bed of mystic slumber, generated the seminal symbol, golden in hue, through his external energy, out of his desire to manifest varieties of living entities from himself alone. Mm. Purport In the Bhagavad Gita 9, 7 and 8, the creation and annihilation of the material world are stated as follows. Sarvabhutani kontiya prakriting yanti mamikam kalpak chaye punastani kalpado visrijam yaham prakriting swam abastabhya visrijami punapanaha bhuttagramamimam kritsnam abhasham prakriter vishat at the end of each millennium, the creative forces, namely the material nature and the living entities who struggle in the material nature, all merge together into the transcendental body of the Lord. And again, when the Lord desires to manifest them, all of them are again displayed by the Lord. Therefore, the material nature is working under the control of the Lord. All manifestations under the agency of material nature and under the control of the Lord are thus repeatedly created and annihilated by the will of the Lord. Therefore, before the creation or manifestation of the material cosmic world, the Lord exists as total energy, Maha Samishti, Maha Samashti, and thus, the desi and thus desiring Himself to be diffused into many, he expands himself further into the multi-total energy, samasti. From the multi-total energy, he further expands himself into individuals in three dimensions, namely adhyatmic, adhidaivic, and adibhautic, as explained before, vyasti. As such, the whole creation and the creative energies are non-different and different simultaneously. 
because everything is an emanation from Him, the Mahavishnu or Mahasamashti, nothing of the cosmic energies is different from Him. But all such expanded energies have specific functions and display as designed by the Lord, and therefore they are simultaneously different from the Lord. The living entities are also similar energy, marginal potency of the Lord, and thus they are all, and thus they are simultaneously one with and different from Him. At the stage of non-manifestation, the living en energies remain potent in the Lord, and when they are let loose in the cosmic manifestation, they are exhibited differently in terms of different desires under the modes of nature. Such differential manifestations of the living energies are conditional states of the living entities. The liberated living entities, however, in the sanatan, eternal manifestation, are unconditionally surrendered souls, and therefore they are not subject to the conditions of creation and annihilation. So this creation takes place by the glance of the Lord from His bedstead of mystic slumber. And thus all the universes and the Lord of the universe, Brahma, are again and again manifested and annihilated. Text 14 Just hear from me how the potency of His Lordship divides one into three called the controlling entities, the controlled entities, and the material bodies in the manner mentioned above. And believe it or not, it's, it's almost eight o'clock. I mean, it's unbelievable how quickly these, the time is going when we read. That's that's, well, twenty five. Half an hour. Thirty five, forty minutes. Okay, we're going to start uh, from this verse again, fourteen. Tomorrow. Because it's good. It's a good starting place. And we'll end our reading for tonight. Now. And, and pray that the uh, devotees out there in cyberspace uh, are there and that they have uh, reflections on what they heard to share with us and relish. <coughs> Hare Krishna. First is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. She says, Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, and all assembled devotees, all glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai Sri the Prabhupada. His divine grace, Kijai. Sudevi Dasi says, Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Jai Sudevi Dasi, my dear God sister over there in Florida. Hare Krishna. And from Rati Manjari. Hey Rati, Hare Krishna. Jai Guru Maharaj, the best hour of the best day of the week. 
Thank you for staying true to your vow. Hare Krishna, thank you so much. And thank you for sending me all those videos of the President's Day Kirtan, the Maha Kirtan in Amsterdam. It was really ecstatic. Hare Krishna. From Bhakti Noel? Yes, Bhakti Noel. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj. Hare Krishna. And Bhakti Christopher. Yes, Bhakti Christopher. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, and the assembled devotees. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri Prabhupada. Jai, glory to Prabhupada. What can I say, except that you were all very sensitive, and uh, I think I'll wait for just a minute to see if there are more reflections. Let's see. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Namo. Hare Ramo, Rama Ramo, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, oh, Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ramo, Hare Ramo, Rama Ramo. Well, this is very unusual, but we'll take it as Krishna's mercy. And Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Samabeda Bhaktavinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. As, as soon as we hear one more reflection from Rati Manjari. I mean, it seems like she's writing something, but she wrote, Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. Yeah, yeah, that means she's writing something. That's what I thought. That's why I was chanting, waiting for it to come. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ramo, Hare Ramo, 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 Hare Hare, Hare Krishna. In the meantime, we have something from Daitya Hari Hari. Daitya Hari Hari. Boy, we're fortunate to have him on board, huh? He says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks for tonight's reading. Nice to hear the point tonight that even the mudhas can become devotees of the Lord when they give submissive oral reception to mm. the messages of the Bhagavad Gita and Bhagavatam through mm. the disciplic succession by mm. the mercy of the pure devotees. Mm. I have heard it said that Krishna entirely gives his power of attorney to distribute his mercy to his pure devotees. Yes, that's why the devotees who have dedicated their lives to preaching and to bringing others to the lotus feet of the Lord are very dear to the Lord. 
because the Lord wants that. But the Lord will not interfere with the independent choice of the living being. Just like at the end of the Gita, he told Arjuna, have you heard with an attentive mind? And now you decide what you do. He, he never forces the conditioned soul, but he empowers his devotees to be the ones to give a little <laughs> impetus. As Prabhupada used to say, give the sauce, you know, the instructions which sometimes are strong to the living entities to wake them up to the fact that they're actually in illusion and they're not actually living a real life, eternal life. Hare Krishna. I'm from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. I was smiling at Srila Prabhupada's phrasing about the mechanics of the material body. Yeah, yeah. How it needs to be repaired all the time. So graphic. Yes. And that the living being does not actually need to eat anything. Quite sobering. Yeah. Unless we, Prabhupada used to say, don't try, don't bother trying to understand who is God unless you have some idea of who you are. And this is what that implies, what you, the, 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 the quote that you, that you gave. It implies we have to actually have knowledge of who we are, how we're not the body, how we're not actually dependent on the material energy. It's not just how dream, a dream, dream thought, it's, it's reality. And we can see it playing out before our eyes if we are in knowledge. And we can't have that knowledge or that vision unless we hear, as Prabhupada was saying and as uh, the devotees are also reflecting upon, unless we hear submissively the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavatam. Because these are the basic, especially the Gita, is the basic uh, knowledge uh, of, of the spiritual science. The difference between the body and the soul. And then later, the difference between the soul and the super soul, the controller of both. This has to be understood by contemplation on the words of the Bhagavad Gita and the Srimad Bhagavad and the application of the knowledge to our own selves, to our own senses and minds and consciousness. Then we can see things as they are. So this is the reason for all this detailed knowledge of the, of the creation and the relationship, you know, and the demigods and the senses and how they're all, you know, being controlled by, by different demigods. This knowledge is meant to detach us from the idea, from the conception, from the material conception that we are material by nature, by constitution. We're not material by constitution. We're spiritual. And we know it. We know it because we've lived in this body for long enough to know that the body keeps changing, but the soul, the person, stays the same person. 
with contemplation, with with uh, study of oneself through this knowledge of the Gita and the Bhagavatam, then we can see it for ourselves by the mercy of the Lord who is in the heart. And when he sees, when he sees that we're beginning to be interested in understanding about the soul and about him, turning our heads back to him, then he helps us. It seems inconceivable how we could become detached from this material nature. Luckily for us, we don't have to do it ourselves. We can't. We can't control the material nature. We just heard Maya Jakshina Prakriti Suyate Sachidacharam. The Lord is controlling the material energy, and then the material energy in turn is controlling us. That's the basic situation that we have to be able to conceive of, first of all, and then accept, second of all, and then embrace, third of all, and then practically apply in our daily life as we act like a soul. And how do you act like a soul? By performing pure, loving, devotional service to Krishna. That's what we're meant to do. That's who we are in the ultimate sense. Hare Krishna. Sorry, I got carried away there. One more from Matamandrai. Yes, Rati. Interesting also how we can become associates of the Lord and be part of His enjoyment. I suddenly thought the word associates in terms of business associates, <laughs> how they cooperate in a company, for example. Of course, devotees see themselves as servants of the Lord. But still, we get to be his associates also, cooperating in his business, his leader. Yeah, well, it's, it's not actually a business, but I get your point. I, it's, a good, it's a good analogy. It's a good point. But he, he doesn't do business, and his associates, they don't... They're, it's not the same relationship. They just play. They just play and have fun. We're always looking to have fun. But we have this material body that has to be lugged around and maintained, you know. But in, in the spiritual world, there is no, you know, struggling to maintain the body and soul together. Because everything is purely spiritual. The body is purely spiritual. No difference between the mind and the body and the senses in the spiritual world. It's all the same. Satchitananda. Eternity, knowledge and bliss. These are the energies that make up the forms of the material and the spiritual world. Here it's the modes of nature combined with the soul. But there is the spiritual internal spiritual energy. Eternity, knowledge and bliss that make up everything. And therefore we can live eternally without fear. Hare Krishna. Sorry, I'm getting carried away again. Try it again. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Samaveda Bhakta Vrinda ki jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, same time, same place, same topic as Shukadi Goswami 
continues to answer the profound questions of Maharaj Pariksit and teach us all about Lord Sri Krishna and his relationship with this material world. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.